following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We are descending deeper into the abyss on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... You're usually happy, Kuro Kitty. And... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. And bringing up the rear... Back from the dead, editor-in-chief at Toonami Faithful, CJ Mafras. Well, that's a little overdramatic. You were a little sick, but come on. <laughs> well, listen, the, the stay I had on, what was it, Sunday night would have easily convinced you that what I'm saying is no exaggeration. <laughs> so, glad to be back. And, back. Yeah, and don't sound like I'm dying. Yeah. I re-listened to that live podcast. Man, I sounded like Corpse Husband. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, who you can hear in the dub of... Uh, Tribe what, Nine. Tri- Tribe Nine. The uh, really insane baseball anime. With a really crazy cast of a lot of like popular Twitch streamers, which is crazy too, which is like where I reside in my life. So, in any case, in any case, I'm glad that I'm not sounding, you know, like I have a horse in my throat. It is very nice to sound normal, believe it or not. Sure. Mm-hmm. And to be healthy. As much as I love to say, by the way, I'm Corpse Husband. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to say that? Exactly. Right. Right. So, right. but this should be fun. Sketch and I are going to be pretty much sadists this entire episode. <laughs> oh, yes. God. Oh, yes. See, uh, CJ and I are seasoned cave raiders, and we have uh, Kuro and Laser, who have now experienced the second half of Made in Abyss season one. <laughs> and it was intense. Yes. <laughs> they saw as the abyss stared back. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that's uh that's kind of how you phrase it i remember when i first saw it i was i said those exact same words that was my reaction what the actual fuck did i just watch honestly first, i was just going no oh, <laughs> uh, why I mean, there's, e- there's even a scene with some very vivid staring yes but we will get to that after we discuss some exciting news super exciting news Yes, uh, Adult Swim had their upfront with the rest of Warner Brothers Discovery the other day, and wouldn't you know it, they have more anime co-productions to announce for Toonami and Adult Swim and HBO Max. Really good timing, too, after the week where we started the new schedule, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the era of the backseat TV executives. Oh, yeah, I, I will mention that. It could be a fluke, but that primal rerun did really well. Well, yeah. to be fair, also sketch really well in some old traditional numbers that don't really hold as much water as they used to. Hey, I try to be fair in this. I'd love the two to be like, see, see, see. But like, it's the same either way. If it's good, they still don't necessarily mean as much as they did, you know, for consistency. This is true. This is true. Still, it was puzzling to see uh well i hope it keeps that up because it's not going anywhere they are not running a marathon on 
Memorial Day weekend, they're just doing the regular schedule. So we are trugging along once a week with Primal reruns. I kind of like it, though. It's a good show. Yeah, like this is a very good show. I didn't watch the uh, marathon. Not to say that I didn't. It's just usually marathons. I I generally like to sleep. Um, So I'm like actually watching and paying attention. This is like I can see why it's been award winning. Marathon. I sleep. (laughs) Right. But like I I, like I know Curl's a big uh, fan of Primal. And you definitely should check out her editorial that we just recently republished. And Mm -hmm. and read it before commenting, please. (laughs) There's that too. But like. I really see the value of this animation project. Primal is fantastic so far in just one episode in. I really like it. I really, really like it. Oh, it's yeah, a very solid first episode. I'm glad, yeah. Like it, but, uh, it, 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 It's so thrilling, exciting, and it gets you running in the heartstrings. I, you know oh. what? I don't normally go for, like, gory, violent animation, kind of, but, like, it is Wait so... The storyline really sucks you in. And and it's and, and and the imagery has to be vivid because they aren't speaking. So I, it does. It, I do actually really enjoy the show, and it's kind of unexpected for me. But I guess you know tastes change, and maybe my tastes have changed since I got further into the animation uh, black hole. But but I I enjoy it, and I am glad that other people are enjoying it too. I'm really Carl excited says, for season two. <laughs> Carl says that she isn't a fan of gore yet. She's on a podcast about Made in the Abyss. Well, I know. <laughs> further you know into the animation abyss. Yeah, I guess. Me. I'm, I guess my tastes are changing. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, sketch. Or you are also sadist. <laughs> yeah. Or it could awesome. be you just like good stories, and if they have gore, cool. If they have, don't, cool. I like that explanation. Let's that go is a that. good explanation. That, go that's at least that. my stance on these things. That that follows uh, that tracks for both Primal and Made in Abyss. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie. And so, maybe for this latest new original coming in, the oh, synopsis might make perhaps, me think like perhaps, that. Like, perhaps I have to say before we get too into detail, I think I don't know Laser's point, so I'm, or Laser's POV yet. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say on the announcement. But like the three. Myself, Kuro, and Sketch, we're pretty excited about this. I have that to say, it sounds the Im- the the uh, promo looks or you know the picture looks really nice, and the synopsis sounds really interesting. So like, I'm I'm pretty psyched about this. Not as high as I was when Fena was first announced, but this is pretty exciting. Yeah, I definitely am pretty excited to see. I mean, if nothing else, we like you can't get Jujutsu Kaisen. Fine, we'll make our own Jujutsu Kaisen with black. Hey, Sketch made that joke. Wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, way to steal Wait. my material, Laser. I'm sorry. But no, seriously, like, I'm interested yeah. to see what they're going to do. Yes, so, uh, since that's already been said, they got the director of Jujutsu Kaisen, also Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, also God of High School, and other good stuff. He, uh, he is, uh... <coughs> What's his name? <laughs> Song... Song Hoo uh, Park, yeah, Song Hoo Park, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were talking about the anime. I was like, sketch. It's it's no the movie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh no, 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 no. Over hosting duties. No, 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 no. Yeah, Song Song Hoo Park. He uh, he is developing an original anime for Adult Swim and Tsunami, and this is a uh, very very exciting because he is a fantastic director. If you haven't yeah. seen Jujutsu Kaisen or even the film, please watch. It's and I've, I've talked about this with uh, other Jujutsu Kaisen fans that I know, like V Lord, uh, Marion Sakaki, and them. 
it really does feel like the animation just took the manga and brought it into like a visual moving type format like it looks such a one-to-one it's not even funny i, I don't know how agree with you on i that. don't know how they did it because it's so hard so rare i think the closest that i've seen was like black clover and only like certain arcs or episodes and like certain stretches not necessarily the whole thing but from start to finish on jujitsu kaisen's first season it literally is like the manga's motion picture like i cannot like it nails that horror type genre it nails the ambient and the dread that you see throughout uh, the entire story through the first season. It's just... And so the fact that Park is going to be able to direct an, his own original thing for Toonami, oh man, that just sounds... That sounds absolutely delectable. Like, that has me hyped. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just absolutely. because of my least experience of seeing his work on something as big as Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, there is no joke about the way that that was adapted that's that that is by far one of the best adaptations from a one-to-one standpoint of like what the source material is i've ever seen i wish i could give you more insight on other like series i really like like spy x family and i can't wait for chainsaw man so i'll be able to right but i mean like for me one-to-one wise it's really really it's just it's so tough it's like it's so tough to nail that type of aesthetic from a manga especially one from horror like, to me, that's so difficult to hit. And trust me, it, it hits. So I, I cannot be any more excited about who's on board for this project. And it feels like DeMarco might even have, like, as Slazer and Sketch have joked, you know, oh, can't get you Jesus Kaisen? Have him make one for you. I honestly feel like he might have taken that to heart and was like, fuck it, let's do it. So I, I'm, I'm totally pumped with it. I think, And, like, Sketch has talked about this. This is what Toonami fans want. More originals, not beholden to licensing stuff to bring them in. So I cannot be any more excited that their original anime library is just getting bigger and bigger, especially with the kind of project like this with who's on board. I, I, I could I could talk all day about it. It's just absolutely amazing. And for character designs, we have Takeshi Okazaki, who worked on Afro Samurai and Batman Ninja, as well as one of the Star Wars visions. We, we don't have to mention Batman Ninja. You can just say Afro Oh, I thought you liked that. <laughs> Batman Ninja was... Look, Batman Ninja, if anything, looked good. <laughs> I mean, that's the most fun to have if you're drinking and watching oh, anime, no. for sure. The quality, yeah, the, we, we the quality had some, we of had content some takes. is dubious. It was a I don't want people time. to get confused with <laughs> saying that and thinking that 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 will be anyway the kind of quality we will get. For well, this. for one thing, I don't think it's going to be CG because <laughs> I, well, at least not mostly CG. Yeah, it would be Does, nice doesn't really suit uh, the sensibilities of the director. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. the title of this. Futuristic action adventure anime is Ninja Kamui. And it follows Joe Hegan, who is a Nukinin, a former ninja who escaped his clan and is hiding from his violent past in rural America with his family. One night, he is ambushed by a team of assassins from his former organization and exact bloody retribution on Joe and his family for betraying their ancient code, rising. From his seeming death, Joe will reemerge as his former self, Ninja Kamui, to avenge his family and friends. Kamui is a 21st century ninja, a shadowy anarchism who pits 
his ancient skills against high-tech weaponry with brutal finesse. He must face off against trained assassins, combat cyborgs, and rival ninjas to bring down the very clan that made him. Yeah, that's a lot of, those are a lot of um, classic elements. And I did see, there's always one comment where they cited the lack of originality. But quite frankly, this is, the the revenge uh, theme works so well because it just works. It brings people to the yard to see the content. And and ninja assassins plus robots plus vengeance. I mean, come on, that's a winning combination. People want to see it, and it doesn't mean there isn't an opportunity for originality. Certainly, I would think, just based off the one piece of artwork we saw, that there is some exciting potential for the animation and the artwork. Like, I, I, I loved the, like, it's sort of minimalistic, but, like, you had the vibrant red stand out and then start black and white. And I, I love that concept because I feel like with, with just a little, you can do so much and it looks so cool. And I, I, I hope that there's some, some further play on like striking colors. I imagine it's going to be pretty violent. So, you know, I'm thinking that they, they're gonna, they're gonna have some, some good quality animation. I'm hoping, uh, you guys know how I feel about, good quality animation paired with action sequences and this sounds it looks it looks cool it's got a good director so yeah it should be it should be exciting um and i gotta say jason really made like it was really well timed because we were last week we were talking about you know there's got to be a reason there's got to be more stuff and then the week before he'd commented on facebook i'm sorry on twitter saying that they had other things they couldn't talk about yet. And so I can only assume this is one of them. So it's it's great. Original stuff is is good for all the reasons CJ said. Um, and and I think that also gives them more flexibility too with they're not beholden to um, other organizations with, with showing, you know, with, with showing their content and having to pay for stuff. But more importantly, it's content for Toonami fans, and that's all we want. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's the only thing that Sketch found out that I was really sad about is that Toonami won't like commission dubs. My recreator's yeah. dream is dead. Sketch, I'm so sad. I know, buddy. I know. Because yeah. I, I think that would, like as Kuro was saying, like for you know Toonami to gain more stuff for their fans that they can enjoy. I think something where they pick up a series that doesn't have a dub and they dub it themselves i think would have been just as good as an idea it'd be a lot more expensive i know that compared to just say oh let's just make our own thing but man i just i, I have a like despite you know my whole thing about recreators getting dubbed but just i think that's not necessarily a bad avenue to think about but that's been dashed away so instead like you know as they say no jujitsu kaisen we make our own it should be good i'm pretty excited um, I'll still hold and maybe up. it will have blackjack and hookers. <laughs> it, did, it did occur to me, you know, you said that it did occur to me. One of those reasons being that now that voice actors are quite rightfully demanding more equitable pay that in, in an effort to be fair, adult swim is recognizing they don't have the budget to pay them what they're worth being paid. Um, and then I'll turn the other, the other side of that though, is hmm. that, when you when you go to like a company that's well, not a company, but you go to to a block that's you know smaller than say like a Crunchyroll or Funimation used to be, um, you you have an opportunity to pick out some newer directors, newer talent, newer production, 
companies or or um, projects. And so, you know, someone like this, who this is the first time Park can direct his own and do from scratch, something like that, rather than someone else's creation. Like, it, it is a great opportunity. Adult Swim being the, 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 the format for stuff like that, I feel like it's it's so great because then we we get to see fresh content that's original and then they get to have something that they created that's original that they may not be able to do anywhere else, you know? So, so there, it's a win-win situation and I'll continue to, to, to push that along with my fellow Toonami faithful. It might, I just know that it's cheaper to just do one that they create more than say license to then dub to then do it's, it just but, adds on. But but why the is it cheaper? Part, yeah. 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 Well, the licensing. Why, why is it cheaper? Expensive part. Why is it cheaper? Cause you have, I think more control more than anything. Cause it's like, you can, you can say, Hey, we have this amount of budget. We want to make something who's going to bu- go for it instead of where they're beholden to what the asking mm. price is to think you, you have to buy the rights for yeah. an existing product and you have to buy is, on it their rates expensive it can be pretty expensive right? to like, buy think of it rates. think of it this way sketch i have a show and you're like i want to do something with it and i'll be like oh well maybe someone else wants to and i start jacking up the price where you could be like all right screw you Kuro and I have enough money to make our own show. We're just going to do that, and it'll be just as fine. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going something uh-huh. along those lines more than I anything. Suppose. That's a good analogy. I think that's a good analogy. I know. Yeah, you get we this, should totally you get to say, fuck you to CJ. <laughs> screw you for, no, screw you, CJ, for telling me and Sketch that we're going to price up. Me and Sketch are going to do our own thing. Exactly. So there. <laughs> I think that plays more into it than anything. Uh, like I say, I'm not completely you know, saying it's gone. Or, you know, it's dead, but I have a feeling that's kind of where it's at more than anything. And that's just a guess. I Believe it or not, as even though I work within the industry, I do not have any inside sources on Adult Swim stuff. I promise. I do not. I still think, though, as much as I love the original content, I'm going to say this again. I don't understand. I feel like it would be mutually beneficial for Crunchymation or Sentai to sell like a 2009 or 2013 or something like that product um, that's already dubbed that hasn't really gotten a lot of attention, you know, like, like, like a, a show like ride back or like all those other space shows we mentioned, like things, things that don't, don't have a big presence, but are still really good quality anime. Like, like just as a backup, like, because, because then the production companies get a little money and they get to promote a product that, has been out of the public eye for 10, 15 years. And, you know, then Toonami gets something like, oh, look at this hidden gem. I'm not saying that should be their first thing, but like in an incidence where we have a lull like this, like it would have been cool to see um, what's the, for example, the space show, one of the one where the guy fights the aliens and their renditions of like gold, silver, copper. Uh, Heroic Age. Yeah, um, what is it called again? Say it again. Heroic Age. Yeah, yeah, Heroic Age. Something like Heroic Age. Heroic Age is like classic Toonami space adventure. And also, like, no one talks about it anymore. And like, hey, that'd be cool. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Not, so, I'd love to see I, I wonder, you know, it, it would be, I think, I think, you know, then it's not like people are talking about it. So, you know, they could get a little money out of it. But whatever, that's just me. I, I fully admit to not knowing enough about the industry to have... A definitive opinion. It's just one of those things that I'll always ask. Kuro you know, has a shopping list. 
Schrodinger's <laughs> TV deal. <laughs> yeah. Of old, uh, well, older, I should say, not like ancient um, stuff that they have that I would love to see show up. Like, uh, since we mentioned Heroic Age, how about Hero Tales? I'm going to say, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna Hero say Tales it again. Would be perfect. I, I've, perfect. I've mentioned it before, I'm pretty sure. But that, that would be great. There, and, and there's a ton of stuff like that in that library that is just sitting in the back catalog that, yes, I think would be amazing to, to show up on Toonami, but uh, for whatever reason, Crunchymation is being a bug. They're doing their own thing. They seem to have be needing to adjust, so I'm happy to give them time. But hey, Sentai, talking to you. We're over hey, here. Toonami. Look at it Toonami this way. and Tora. Ushio and Tora. I look at it this way. Like, it's it would be nice if there was a little more, you know, agreement and you know helping out each other but that does lead to more originals and i'll be honest i want more rich i love this i love this original initiative that they've had lately it's been quite a dream i've enjoyed to an extent like i'm not going to sit here and be like oh my god blade runner black lotus i'm going to tattoo that on my body but like i've really enjoyed every original since the fully coolie stuff has come out yeah so uh, bye I so mean, I'm the guy who's that got, topic. I'm the guy yeah. who's I, I have an interesting so. quote from the boss man, Michael Oline. Yeah. Ooh, President of Adult Swim. That's not my name, Sketch. I'm the boss. Wait a minute. <laughs> he says, Toonami helped introduce anime to the U.S. audience 25 years ago and is creating new dynamic originals for the next generation of anime fans, said Michael Oline, president of Adult Swim. These series build on the legacy of those recent originals, such as Fena Pirate Princess, Blade Runner Black Lotus, Shenmue the Animation, with Uzumaki and Housing Complex C premiering later this year. The boss yes. man talking about Toonami. Yeah, I like it. I love you. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. So once so, again, confirmation: Housing Complex C is supposed to air this year, right? But Uzumaki also is supposed to be in October. But it's also really, really good to like hear quotes like that because it like people can say what they want about me. I don't. I don't give two shits about that. But you're hearing this type of positive and the money being thrown in into Toonami. So it's yes. kind of like, why are we freaking out over something that? isn't really likely of happening at the moment, such as, oh, everything's tanking, everything's going down, stonks down. I'm not freaking God. out. I know you're not. Sketch knows exactly who the the, the audience I'm talking about. The future that. of Toonami is in originals. Yeah, and yeah. it seems to be doing just as fine as you could ask for, especially since they kind of net more of the money because it's theirs as instead of just the license, licensing part and advertising. Mm -hmm. So I really like it, and... I know Sketch and I jest about it, but as he was saying, Primal apparently resonated just to start. And it, it makes me kind of think of how Assassination Classroom resonated when it first showed up, where you wouldn't have expected it to really grab the fans as much as it did. And while Primal might have did it in a more colloquial, old school metric way, it's not the worst thing in the world either. So it's like I, I may devalue it. But I don't necessarily like say it's completely irrelevant. So it's just nice. And so I really like that a lot of these types of spikes are coming for Adult Swim shows instead of just like something they got from Funimation, something they got from Sentai, something they got, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is and they're really not having good. to compete with streaming services to get the content, which right. is really important. It's just their own. Well, I, I love it. I just absolutely as a, love uh, it. Just as a consumer, I love this because I'm already watching simul dubs on, well, now Crunchyroll, but, but Funimation before that. Um, 
And there's a lot of times where I'd be like, well, Toonami has got a bunch of stuff I'm already ahead on. Yay. It makes it so you have to go and watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I love it. And I like the fact like, that they're adding these interesting stuff. Like, I will admit, I know nothing of what to expect for Housing Complex C. But doesn't it sound interesting at least? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, you guys saw me bounce off Walter Shedmoo, which I'm very glad got made. Yeah, and there's even, you know, potential that there could be more, please, right? So Please, please, guys. It's, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I love the fact that there are people asking for more Fena Pirate Princess, that they're asking for more Blade Runner Black Lotus, that they're asking for more Shenmue, all, Shenmue for all of these types of Absolutely. originals. And they're tsunami shows, not like, oh, we have to go to Funimation to then you know, go to then dub it to then come back to, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's not, and I know fans were excited about, you know, fire force third season getting announced, but who knows? Tsunami might not get that. Right. So oh I God, the, don't say that. Don't, don't even speak that into existence. That, listen, I, that would I, I hate to, sad. I hate to be right, but I called the demon slayer part like well in advance. So I was like, yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's, oh, I love fire the fact that, that people are asking for more seasons of Tsunami originals. Yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. And the fact that Sketch brings uh, brought up that quote from the boss, that's such a good sign. Yeah, you don't throw money at a sinking ship. He's, you he's do not throw money at a sinking ship and making a statement about Tsunami when they didn't have to. Like they could have easily just been like, Yeah, we'll see how this initiative goes and then we'll play it by ear there. Nope. They're they're in it. They're in it for the long haul. I, I think as much as people might gripe about the current schedule, which I actually do kind of agree with to an extent i think there's a lot of bright uh sun coming out in the horizon with it and i I just love the fact that this new announcement came out of nowhere i I love it it's just it's so good absolutely good as good as um, kind of a big deal for them to be making note of this at their upfront presentation where they're talking about all their exciting developments for the upcoming year it's totally a big deal that's i mean that's big it's showing they, their they, own confidence. Yeah, they're showing a lot of confidence in these new productions. So there was another anime co-production announced for Adult Swim. We can't say for sure if it's going to be on Toonami. They don't mention that on the Facebook like uh, Ninja Kamui, which does have a post on uh, Toonami's Facebook. But, you know, after all of those shorts, it does not surprise anyone that they are doing a full-fledged anime series of Rick and Morty from the same director who did the shorts. That is the uh, director of Tower of God, Takashi Sano. I'm actually just watching that now. It's not terrible. I actually like it. Tower of God? Yeah. Tower of God is fantastic. I really liked it. The art and music is great. Speaking of the music, you want to know, and I I did some research, you want to know why I love the music? Kevin Pinkin. Who does the music for what show sketch? Made in a bit. Let's go! I was so hype when I saw that. You have no. Well, he can't save everything because he is also on Shield Hero. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a paycheck, right? Yeah. That is a, a is something that should not have been bad, but was. Right. And that's what no, 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 it's just <laughs> to tie in to tie in of our later discussion on Remain Abyss, I was so pumped. So I I'll be interested to see how these Rick and how this Rick and Morty anime goes. I, I have a feeling it will probably find its way on Toonami when they need you know, a little little uh cushion to get some other originals kind of thrown in there. And I don't know, I mean people still really love Rick and Morty and whatever it may be, so I have a feeling they'll come and watch it. Rick and Morty is super popular. 
Yeah, I, I feel so weird. I'm one of the only few that like just I have not watched Rick and Morty at all. I don't I don't watch it. It's it's just not my style, but I have nothing either way to say about it. It's, yeah. it's just it just, you know, it's just not for me. But that doesn't mean anything other than that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very much out of the loop of the pop culture that is Rick and Morty. And there is pop culture, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only oh, thing I know from it is, is that Swison sauce incident. Yep. That's my big understanding That's for it as well. Yeah. Szechuan. Szechuan. Thank you, Sketch. We're too that old. We don't understand these 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 uh, modern <laughs> things. But that is exciting. You know, I, I, I like the fact that an Adult Swim property is getting this much, you know, push. And, and I mean, deservedly so, so for what it's been able to do, accomplish, yada, yada. But like, it, that's good. That means more eyes on Adult Swim since that's their IP. But no? there's something very interesting about this. What's that sketch? Lay it's, it on me. It much exactly like the uh, the shorts that have already aired. It will be in Japanese with English subtitles. Oh, that's right. I thought you knew something else. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Give me, give me. I mean, me. it makes sense. That's the way the other ones were done. It would make sense if this is done that way. You know, I, I the only one I remember specifically from the shorts is one of the samurai ones. Um, and, and it just, it just worked for that, for that particular imagery. So I think that, I think that it'll, because, you know, the people who are watching it would watch it anyway. I know there's some weirdness about sub versus dub, which I don't subscribe to, um, personally, but I think that, that this makes sense for this particular project. I think that it'll be cool. It's probably, I'm, I'm guessing it'll air on Adult Swim right before Toonami, or oh, I love that idea. Day. Yeah, that's what that would I would be cool. That's what I would guess. It, it, but but they may also pick a prime time weeknight to do it, um, which would be it's it's a novelty. The kind of, that that's the kind of thing that's like a novelty. So I think that that you know, I, I expect it, it's um, going to be very popular. Mm-hmm. That's what it's I think. it's a it's a very interesting move, and I hope that it succeeds because it could what? open some other doors. Yep, so do I. I mean, I mean, other countries watch things pretty regularly that have dubs and and, and Japanese subs, sorry, and and us all, you know, at some point or another watching sub things aside. I watch mysteries in Italian and in Swiss and things like that because sometimes things that are dubbed when it's real people doesn't work at all. So, you know, I mm. think making it more normal to see subbed subtitled shows on cable is kind of a step in the right direction. It's just, we're more globalized now. We're not, we're, we're not as uh, um, xenophobic, I think, in this country as we once were. So, and by we, I don't mean any of these people in these podcasts at all. I mean, like, the I majority. I felt attacked there, Curl. Yeah, I think the majority of me. My, my know, dub like, preference feels attacked, Read. Yeah, like, there, isn't, there isn't a level of xenophobia out there when it comes to, to, to things as there used to be, so I, I like to think that, that, you know, material like that would be well-received. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. So those are uh, interesting developments in the uh, continuing saga of Warner Brothers producing anime Mm. with Jason DeMarco at the helm. As you know, his current job title is head of anime production for Warner Brothers. 
also uh, non-anime action stuff too. So hope what's to next? see more of that. Scott, what's next? You're going to tell me Disney is now doing simul dubs? What? Uh, That's just crazy. They're, uh, <laughs> they're not doing simul dubs. Wait a minute. So, so much. Wait, go back. Wait, go back. <laughs> you you don't know that they have summertime rendering in Black Rock Shooters season two? I, I have no idea what anything you just said is, so I'm just going to pretend yeah, that you're yeah. talking about a gotcha oh, yeah. Disney Plus got the streaming rights to those and Twisted Wonderland, which at least makes sense. Again, I'm just going to pretend that it's a gotcha game or a patch in Genshin Impact. I have no idea what you just said. Smoothing, smoothing over. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, moving on. As I previously said, the future of Toonami is an original production. It may not be the Toonami that you want. If you prefer a Toonami that's loaded up with the most popular shows or the most well-known shows, sorry, they uh, they they kind of can't do that. <laughs> they try, but it's really out of their hands. And it doesn't make sense to do that either. I'm just gonna point that out. I yeah, agree. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm totally down for a Toonami that's originals, some you know long-standing things, Naruto and One Piece, and then like obscure or lesser known shows yep. from previous years. That's, that's cool. An original also, mix. Yeah. Of different things. Of it's, course. They're, they're, the most sense. they're probably going to get that last bit of attack on Titan. They might get my hero academia <laughs> maybe, but other than that, who, who's to say, and, what about uh, that uh, that lesser-known show called Spy X Family, man? Oh, man. <laughs> that that not, I do not see that being on You TV. know, it's not exclusive to Crunchyroll. They actually put it on Hulu. Mm. Which is, well, mm. at least one way that you can watch it without being subscribed to Crunchyroll. Mm. Instead, you have to be subscribed to Hulu. There might be a loophole. Yeah, what happens if I'm already <laughs> subscribed to both? Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, but I digress. Man, uh, new Crunchyroll is putting out an, a crazy amount of dubs right oh now. Oh my gosh, I love and I, it. I, uh, I'm a little concerned that the pipeline's going to have some issues eventually. Probably. <laughs> but for now, it's neat. The only downside is it's a, pretty much entirely being done in Texas in studio, which limits some things. Yeah, I really wish they wouldn't do that. I actually really enjoyed having mixed casts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dubs, so we know that they're going to do this Rick and Morty, the anime, subbed. <laughs> but, you know, wouldn't it be fun if they threw it at Sentai Studios and had somebody do bad Rick and Morty impressions? Oh, my God. I mean, if they want that, we can do that ourselves. <laughs> hey, Morty! I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> There we oh, go. Oh, gee, Rick. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, Sketch. Uh, 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 talk about Made in Abyss, Sketch. I, uh, I don't know, man. Oh, jeez. We, we got to talk about Made in Abyss. Uh. <laughs> uh, shut up, Morty. Made in Abyss is for sissies. You know what they need to do is when they when they sh- play this on uh, Adult Swim, presumably, um, have an occasional pibby in like oh, a no. commercial just like one per episode have one commercial where she just shows up and interrupts to something and then people will freak out mm. oh my god it'll be nothing, it would be so good nothing so about pibby at the upfront mm. mm. doesn't mean anything per se but 
No, just have like a little continuation of her drama, like, but like a short, like hidden. So you have to like be paying attention to see it. And I think, I think that'd be kind of fun. That's right. my opinion. One more tidbit of news. There's going to be another Adult Swim Festival. This time it will be in Philadelphia. Not oh, Los hey. Angeles. Ayo, East Coast, represent. Going to be in August, and there will be a Toonami showcase of some kind. Cool. Looking forward to whatever comes out of that. Yeah, should go. If you're afraid of crowds, wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Do all mm-hmm. the right things. I'm afraid of everything, Carl. There's no hope for me. <laughs> I, I can't help you with that, except to make you eat. That's the best I can do. <laughs> you you can try. <laughs> Tie you down and force feet. Go oh, right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't consent to this. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> right. So into the abyss we go. I know we, we we're we're ending this conversation happy and it's not going to stay happy. No. Oh my oh, god! It's not going to stay oh. happy at all. Can I just say I've been thinking about this so much. I think about it a lot. It's been haunting Curl for decades. It really, it feels like it. It's certainly for weeks. I feel I definitely feel the abyss has been haunting me. Well, it's like Sketch and I said. There is a moment where you will literally scream when you see it. I know I did. I screamed. It was like three in the afternoon and the windows were down. Neighbors were worried I was dying. Oh, no. It was. Here's the thing, though. I've And I went and I was just kind of scouring the Internet to see what different people thought. And oh, everyone says the same thing that Laser and I were saying. Like, we hear all the warnings. People say it, but it doesn't resonate with you. Like, like the, the so-called preparation, because you don't actually understand what that means. Until you you see those moments, that finale, and then it, it's like, oh, okay, now I understand. Also, yep. what? <laughs> Did it make sense why Sketch and I were like, oh, just you wait. Oh, yes. I, I'm like, not sure it would have made a difference if I hadn't been warned. I am not sure it would have mattered either. Right, but did you, yeah. what I mean by is you understand why we were, why a lot of fans who have already seen it were like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. It's hardcore, mm-hmm. like, been one of the biggest cases of emotional whiplash I've had, you know, like watching an anime. I cannot, I, I actually can't remember if I've had another experience like that. And I use that term very specifically, like emotional whiplash, because those first four, those 40 minutes, like, were just, and, and this is with the commercials, I mean, because it was an hour long run on Toonami. It was, it was a lot. It was like, what? There, there's a lot. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say shock factor. That was more on episode 10, but like, you get some very emotional places when you get toward the end. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it it's, it, God, I would love to write an article about this. It's, it talk, it really does a great job of talking about the kind of question that comes with euthanasia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It touches on suicide, touch, talks about right. euthanasia, it talks about abuse, 
it hits all of the like a whole bunch of hot topics that are and it, it it's weird because like they do it in a very adult manner but yet it still feels like it's made for a younger audience to understand it better too it's just it's such a really well done way of telling a story of really diving into those emotions cuz i'm like i will probably have to make that decision for my dog Right. A lot of people have had pets that they've had to make that type of decision. Not to say that Mitty is a pet. That is demeaning of who the person was. So for that, it's more like someone who's in a comatose that's never going to wake up. Right. And you have to deal with these very tough questions on what is the best course of action, because you're not making the decision for yourself, because if you are, then you're already doing it wrong. What's the best answer for the person suffering? I feel like Mitty. this is a really good segue then for what the, was Mitty uh, suffering. For right? the, uh, recap then. Yeah. We should, we should do a recap. Well, I, I I will admit recaps are not my thing. I'll leave that to sketch, but it's it's one of those types of things where I the over notes. where the overarching thing of Made an Abyss is a lot why do we do the things that we do? Are we doing the things for the right reasons? And are our choices affecting others in a positive or negative way? That's, that's I think kind the overarching of, element of this is these kids need to go the fuck home. Well, <laughs> I mean, yes, they're already they're already. That too, was my observation. It's too late for that. There's no they're going too home. deep. <laughs> they're in too deep sketch. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It, so. Like just going back up the Great Fault. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I get. I've had like you know weird uh, like shivers because of the corpse weepers and that was what floor the like very top of the freaking abyss that was probably the big, the first thing that made me go what Ooh, right so like I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with corpse weepers and all of a sudden we get into that uh porcupine looking motherfucker oh god orby yeah yeah the orb so, piercer yeah so it's one of those types of things where it's just like oh man you get the creepy crawlies it is uh, creepy, uh. crawly, and they look so happy in the intro or the opening, and then it's like, oh, pain. it's a lie. It's a it's to lure you it's into a false, false security. <laughs> Good storytelling, though. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. I've said it before, but it honestly feels like. What if someone took Minecraft and made an anime of it? Because like, you play Minecraft, the deeper <laughs> you go, the the crazier shit gets. That's funny. That's actually really. That's very mm. good. I like that. I like that a ton. I think someone has made an anime out of Minecraft because I saw my niece and nephew watching something that looked like that. I don't oh, know. No. I know that there's a Minecraft manga out there. I don't know about an anime. Yeah, like they they got to do the thing where you make a choice with your remote control. They oh, were watching it on Netflix. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's it's something like that on Netflix. Oh, like huh. a choose your own adventure animated thing. That's yeah, 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 yeah. It was really and cool. it was definitely Minecraft because of the different like they had like special blocks and shit. I don't know. I was I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> I like blocks. Interesting. Blocks yeah. are nice. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm not sure. Tsunami's to a block. Oh my god. No, no Minecraft got what I was saying. I uh, are we no, saying no, it's no. a block party? Absolutely fucking no. Every Saturday is a block party uh, on with Adult the Swim. Faithful. Hey. Right. So, so recap. Sketch. Well, how deep do you want me to go? I took a lot of notes. Sketch. Sketch. <laughs> that oh, is inappropriate. This is this. Is, <laughs> that was a bad pun, man. I wasn't even really trying. I, I was going to really say that didn't come across intentional. I love your puns, and that was just too much. It went too deep. 
It went to. All right. All right. Do you see what I did there? The, the, yes. the dwarves dug too deep. Welcome. <laughs> I'm in too I, deep, I, and I'm trying to keep up the thoughts in my head instead of going under. I'm turning on the sports game as you guys do your puns. <laughs> oh, hush. <laughs> okay. So, when we last left our intrepid adventurers, they were getting tested by Ozen, the immovable. And their test is to do some wilderness survival training, you know, the Piccolo method. In, uh, and choice. also the master on Full Metal Alchemist, who is also voiced by Kristen Otten. <laughs> she has them uh, go into a part of the forest for 10 days and survive without using Reg's incinerator, warning him that if he ever uses it, you know, he's going to be passed out for two hours. So if he does have to use it, make sure that nothing's going to follow him. So they do manage to pass and they display that each of their own strengths make up for their own weaknesses. Like Rico's really good at planning and, uh, you know, Reg is very sturdy. So, you know, they, they kind of make up for each other's weaknesses. And uh, Ozen's having a talk with uh, one of her cave raiders and is like, yeah, interesting. Doing it together. Hmm. And that makes her think back to when Liza gave birth to Rico and when Rico was resurrected by the curse-repelling vessel. That was a lovely, disturbing scene. Yeah. <laughs> the cube is crying! Why is the cube crying? Uh, yeah, so they return after surviving and Reg notices a symbol that lit up on his helmet and wonders if it was always like that. I don't know... So they get to have a nice dinner with Ozen. Ozen's eating like some kind of big steak. And uh, like she really got to contort her body to sit at the dinner table. Hold on a second. We did not, we didn't record about the arm breaking thing. Are we really that, were we that far behind in recording? We're that far behind. Oh yeah. Wow, we, okay. we, didn't, we didn't. We didn't get the arm breaking thing yet. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have so, to relive that shit. I do think that this is an interesting conversation that they have with uh, Ozen, kind of the highlights uh, being that she thinks that Liza's probably alive and well, and time probably passes differently in the lower parts of the abyss. So even though she's been gone 10 years, maybe it's been a year for her. And this makes Rico want to hug her, and she gets flicked by Ozen. And then Ozen warns him to not stay too long in the fifth lair to avoid other white whistles, particularly Bondrood, everyone's favorite father, who isn't kind like her. And at that, Reg wonders if that was some kind of a joke, and he also gets flicked for it. <clears throat> yeah, fuck and, him. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yes. And uh, Ozen ponders who actually wrote the message to Rico that came up that she thought was from Liza, because it's using old nether glyphs without any of the simplified forms, and the paper wasn't actually paper, but rather some kind of unknown relic that even Ozen can't rip with her immense strength, despite it looking very frail. The mysteries are stacking upon each other. And it's gift time, so Ozen gives Rico the blaze rape that used to belong to her mother. It is an everlasting pickaxe with uh, everlasting gunpowder. Notes that it's casing is in poor shape so it probably can't be used more than a few times and 
also offers to teach her how to use it so that they have an alternative to Rags Incinerator. This is very important. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't hold on to this thing for very long. <laughs> Alas. So after a tearful goodbye, uh, Rico and Rag leave the third lair to the Great Fault, and Ozen thinks back to a conversation with Liza, and uh, Liza said that her reason for going and leaving Rico is so that she can have her own adventure and choose her own destiny. And also because Liza doesn't want to give up on reaching the depths of the abyss. Noble, perhaps? I can't even, like, I can't even, like, uh, no, I can't even say anything about because, like, there's so many problems with that. But anime logic, so it's okay, right? Uh, And we're just like, what? Okay. She ain't ain't winning Mother of the Year. She straight up abandoned her child. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of her. Like, I'm, I have conflicting feelings. Liza's a complicated character, and it's weird that her daughter doesn't feel anything complicated. Like, she seems to only straight up have admiration and adoration for her mother, it and reminds, that's all I get. It reminds from me of Gone and his dad. Yes, yes, it is exactly like that. Which is not. I, I think that that's not fair to the character that they're written so one dimensional with their relationship with their parent, because like any of us who have parents know it's so much more complicated than that. You know, like you don't feel abandoned seriously knowing that she straight up said, I have something that I want more than you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very strange reaction to me in both cases. I just have no, no, like, I have no real interest in the character of Liza to that matter after she, like, like, I'm curious to know what, what she's found in regarding Mysteries of the Abyss, what she knows about the Abyss, but regarding her motivations, like, once she did that, I just stopped caring. I was like, well, you're just as throwaway as you made your kid to me as a character. <laughs> Oof. Not that I feel strongly about it or anything. Clear. No, 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 not at all. (laughs) So before parting ways there, Liza asks Ozen to tell Rico that she is a miracle and also a living corpse (laughs) and guide Rico on her journey. And Ozen's like, ah, I don't want to guide her so much, but I'll make sure to send her along to you. We definitely Uh, talked about that, though. Perhaps. About her being in the box and all that. I feel like we talked about that. We talked about that a little bit, because that that, came up. That's brought up up earlier. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So Rico and Reg now uh, ascend the Great Fault, which is a vertical wall that exceeds 4,000 meters. And (laughs) somehow Shiggy correctly assumed when they'd get there. (laughs) Smart kid. Uh, Yeah. So as they are ascending, Reg uses his incinerator to kill a Madoka Jack, and then they immediately encounter the split jaw. You know, the first one that they saw in the first episode. It's back, and it's not happy. It wants revenge. It it does seem like it wants revenge. It's like uh, an angry Hess truck. <laughs> They evade the split job, but Rico is left on her own devices for two hours. Which, you'd think that she'd be fine for two hours, but no, she gets hungry and decides to drag Regaron by by his arms. 
I know. Be... I'm hungry in the middle of incredibly hostile territory. I know. Let's just walk around when I have a, a comatose friend. Uh-huh. This is a uh-huh. good plan. Very good plan. Also a good plan, following the scent of a baracocha fruit, which turns out to be a trap. It is a, it is a lure for these little creatures called Neri Tontons because it's their favorite fruit. And Rico drags herself and Reg into an amakagame, a big carnivorous plant. Now, to Rico's credit, she immediately realizes this is a problem and cuts right through the plant. And, man, I almost feel bad for the plant as you see the life escape from its eyes. I mean, it, it wasn't being villainous. It was just hungry. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. As they say, Laser, next time pick dumber prey. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point. <laughs> Speaking of dumb prey, uh, after Rico and Reg get out of there, they're covered in the, you know, the the the, <laughs> the goop from inside the of the stomach plant. acid, and they yeah, and they smell like that fruit. So the Neri Tontons around are like, ooh. They, Those things are adorable. I want seven. Dog, dog pile on Rico and start gnawing on her. I want them as pets now. Give me the plushie. Yes. yes. I mean, these these little guys were very helpful f- to them uh, earlier, but uh, now they have become the enemy. True. And then we get to eat them. Adorable little enemies. <laughs> uh, so we've heard about the strain being... Much worse once you get lower into the abyss. And this time, when Rico decides that she has nowhere else to go but up, like, what a cruel joke that is. She's gone down so far, and then there's a big old hill that she has to get over in order to get further. Well, she gets hit by this strain of the abyss, and it causes her more nausea, headaches, and hallucinations where she sees her friends and her mother as she ascends up the hill and they're all like come on rico just go home it's gonna be all right we've come to take you back and then she goes into full-blown hallucination and sees this vision of going back up to orth with her mother and it seems all great at first it's like well, you don't have to go into the abyss any longer. It doesn't affect you anymore. And we're okay, and everyone's here, and we're happy. Except Reg's not there. Why isn't Reg there? And Liza says, oh, Reg's still down in the abyss. And Rico doesn't like that, and it manages to snap her out of her hallucination, thankfully. Uh, Right around time for the split shot to find him again. Oh, boy. So she prepares to blaze Reap which she thinks she's going to be able to attack the thing with. Uh, Well, she's not very successful, but thankfully Reg wakes up and is able to dispatch it using the Blaze Reap. Very cool. Very, very cool sequence. And that brings us down to the fourth layer, the Goblet of Giants, where they encounter an Orb Piercer that seems to know every move before they make it. More on that later. So Reg tries to block an attack from the Orb Piercer... And it looks like he was successful, but then the camera pans out, and there's a quill that has poisoned Rico. And this is where shit goes to 11. 
Holy crap. Yeah. The only way for them to get away is to ascend higher. So Rico is hit by that strain of the curse, which causes blood to seep out of all of your orifices. Oh, yeah. You know, no big deal. On the bright side, it pushes out the poison first. (laughs) But she's still very, very poisoned. They manage to get away, but Rico's in very, very bad shape. And here's the scene where Rico begs Reg to cut off her arm. Oh, my God. And they have no tools to make this happen, too. No, no, they do not. Oh, Jesus. And and she tells him, you have to break the bone first. God, the body horror of that arm being super contorted is just, Yeah, yeah. So he, he does, as she requested, he and breaks hear the it. arm. He, he, they do some sound effects. Mm-hmm. You definitely hear that break. Shit. Ugh. I think the very words I said when I first saw this was, that's not very cash money. And then it just kept saying it over and over. And then it just got to the scream of like, oh, damn. It's time to stop. When I first saw this show, I didn't really know what to expect but when it got to here i was like oh it's that kind of show yeah <laughs> i was think, not prepared sketch I, 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 think, I, I don't think anybody's prepared for this no. i was warned and i still wasn't ready uh very impressive uh <laughs> vocal delivery from Brittany lauda this yeah. was apparently oh, yes. her audition scene can you imagine oh auditioning god. for a oh show my god. doing this scene? I did not know that. I, oh man. That's I, gruesome. I have I have some apotemnophobia too. So like I was seriously triggered when I watched this scene. I was like, I need to know what can I can't. It just it just really freaks me out a lot. Like not in, a, in everything, in anime and live action, all of that. The amputation stuff. I just mm-hmm. uh like and and no, you know, I know there's worse stuff out there. That was like what other people kept commenting, but I'm like, you don't understand. This was not what I came here for. There were other things happening and it was it was like a, a solid feel and then and then this. It was it was a hard left turn that I wasn't expecting. Yikes. The good yeah. old bait and switch. It's depending on your sensibilities, this is the most brutal thing in the show. And it it definitely has impact. <clears throat> uh, but it's it's not quite over yet because uh, they're not really succeeding in cutting her arm off. And at this point, Rico has passed out. She's not breathing. And Reg just starts wailing. He He doesn't think there's any way to save her at this point. And frankly, under other circumstances, there probably wasn't. But... Somebody's been watching this whole time, and Reg actually picked up on the sense that somebody has been watching them. But someone has been watching them this whole time and has finally decided to appear, referring to themselves as a fluffy stuffed animal that has come to comfort them. I love that. <laughs> they offer assistance and instruct Reg to pucker up and blow some air into Rico's mouth like a kiss. You know, CPR. And that does get her back to breathing. But the treatment 
will be far more extensive because that arm is very poisoned, very bloated, and you just broke it. So There's before they can all move her, wrong with her arm. Before oh, they can move her, you have to give her a splint to give it support because she's already informed them. You know that's a bad break, but that wasn't necessary. <laughs> So which they, is which is horrible, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. All that for nothing. You just broke your best friend's arm, and then somebody comes along and say, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that." You know, depending on how long Nanachi was there, she could have said something sooner. Yes, well, you have to also realize that she's like hunted by other cave raiders. She's considered yes. like a relic, or at worst, like a dangerous creature that needs to be put down. So she's. Yeah, I understand that somebody can survive the six. Yeah. She didn't know. She, she didn't know whether they were hostile or friendly. So that's. I do have a feeling. Ended up taking the, a risk, but right. But I, I do think after. Oh, I don't know. Maybe when they were fighting the the orb beetle, they could have. She could have noticed, but um, or maybe you know before the break. Maybe it would have been nice. Certainly, yeah. it all happened so quickly. It, it, yeah, and you heard it real quick too. Ooh. Sure. Ooh. Yeah, God, my well, arm is just secondhand hurting from talking about it. Mis- Again, mistake. I have a potemnophobia, so like this is this is messing with me. Mistakes were on. made, but Nanachi takes them back to her home, which also looks very creepy. And uh, it kind of looks cozy. <laughs> I actually really like it. it kind of looks very very Miyazaki. Uh, I, it was sitting there in the in the uh, intro or ending, I think the intro, and I always thought mm-hmm. it looked cool. It was kind of neat to see what it actually was. Hmm. So, uh, uh, Nanachi finally introduces themselves as a hollow, someone who has survived the the uh, process of coming back up from the sixth layer. Quick, someone get Ichigo Kurosaki. Yeah, right. (laughs) I've never seen a hollow this adorable. (laughs) Wait till you see their roommate. I will not accept Mitty slander in this house. Mitty. Mitty is adorable. Mitty is adorable. I had a very uh, wrong theory about Mitty initially, though. Oh, boy, you sure did. That, <laughs> no, Mitty is not Liza. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But I thought, at first I'm like, why is she going up to... What's going on there? And I'm yeah, like, she we'll, just wanted we'll, a new We'll get friend. to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because first, medicine has to be taken. And good news, it's a suppository. <laughs> Hey, listen, all the things that Rico has done to Reg, I feel like this is justice. You yeah. know, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> let's not go there. I mean, it'd be, well, yeah, let's just not go there. Uh, yeah, so Nanachi asked Reg, why didn't, uh, why didn't he cut Rico's arm off at the elbow joint? And then realizes that, uh, Reg was probably following Rico's orders. So Nanachi states that Rico is an extraordinary girl because if the part past the elbow is left intact, it totally changes what one can do when cave raiding. And that choice meant she chose to have her arm broken because she was determined to press onward. That's uh, that's pretty that determined. Like, yeah, that sounds like. That sounds like sounds Rico. like Rico. That sounds like some Monkey D. Luffy shit right there. Her, her priorities uh, are messed uh, up. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a real cut 
cut the knife under your eye moment, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, so Reg asked Inachi why they actually helped him. And this is where Inachi admits that they didn't intend to help, but eventually took pity on them because Reg was wailing like a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a completely appropriate response, in my opinion. Uh, you you may have caught on that I am not using gender pronouns for Nanachi. They are they. Yeah, I was. I just looked that up. Apparently, um, even though Nanachi is presumed to be female, it's never actually revealed. So I think using they pronoun is fair. Yeah, I'd say so. I actually thought the show said that they were they. It never does. It's never explicitly stated. Oh. Um, it, it is. It's ambiguous enough, which they do that a lot. In ja- and when they do that in Japanese stuff, I think it's intentional. So I'm going to I think I, I, for some reason, I thought that, that that was like confirmed, too. Okay. I, I did. I, I assumed I, I believe the author email. has confirmed that they are. I'm not sure if it's non-binary or gender neutral. Right. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I could have sworn, but well, you know, it's no big deal. Well, yeah, you know what so, I mean by that. So it's they, not... Nanachi is they, yeah. which is which is good now that we we've established that because I I said she before, so right. No, no, no. That's that's why I was kind of like, wait, I could have sworn that this 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 is like known. I'm I, like I I could have been just pulling something. I out literally of that I literally just learned that in the past. It's five generally years. known, but I, it's easy to make the mistake. Right? No, it's not to me for the record. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't assume that everybody knows what you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so Nanachi, they, they are now, uh, 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 now taking care of the the two kids. Yeah, mainly taking care of Rico, who has to do some extensive surgery. Uh, Got to repair some nerves and the bone, and uh, uh, uh. apparently they they know how to do some surgery. That's uh, very impressive. Uh. So they stitch up Rico and send Reg off to get some ingredients for some uh, other treatments. But first, Nanachi introduces Reg to Midi. And Nanachi explains that showing themselves a proof of a person who can survive the curse is very risky. And that's primarily the reason why they didn't step in sooner. Are we but... sure Midi survived? Uh, <laughs> Can we call that surviving? It they lived, but I don't know if they survived. They did. Nanachi did specify that a hollow is generally considered somebody who no longer has their sense of self, their personality, their intelligence. But Nanachi is a hollow, and Nanachi seems to have all those things. Yes. Wow. Because Nanachi is a miracle. Yes. Yeah. There also seems to have been something they, they done to make that special. happen. They mm-hmm. are very special. Very, to very be, special. To be discussed soon. <laughs> to be discussed soon. <laughs> soon. So, <clears throat> so now Reg has a little fetch quest. He's got to get a fish and some herbs and, more, most importantly, a shroom bear infected with water shrooms. And aren't those things adorable? Oh, God. I love that. I love seeing those things, honestly. Those it's actually really horrifying. But like, oh, it's super horrifying. Right. It's, it's these, horrifying, these, but comedic at the same time. They, they have a symbiotic relationship that 
if the bear dies or is about to die, the shrooms that have been leeching off them all this time inject into the bear and bring it back to life. You know, I could use some of that this past week. Give me, give me some of that water shroom therapy. Yeah. Actually, no, please don't. It seems like it is very unpleasant. Uh, I'll pass. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so Reg goes out and gets those ingredients, comes back, and is like, okay, here's the shroom bear and all the other stuff. She's like, oh, yes, you picked a good shroom bear. Okay, well, what's the other stuff for? Well, for my dinner, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was hey, hey, you told me that, that Rico could die if I didn't. I was like, shh, shh, calm down. You know, I can't exactly order Uber Eats, okay? DoorDash does not deliver to the abyss. No, no, they do not. So we needed somebody to go get us some food so that I could keep tending to Rico. Fair fair enough. You probably could have been more forward about it, but fair enough. It's also very amusing that you're, like, screwing with Reg a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now Reg is tasked with cleaning Rico's soiled pants. Gosh, that girl soils her clothes a lot. <laughs> yes, she does. She's passed out. I mean, she doesn't have a colostomy bag, so. What's she gonna do? Yeah. That was a lot of pain, too. Like, no, oh, that's a oh, lot yeah. of detail to put into an anime. It's something that you don't normally see, and it's something you assume, I think, even in novels, but they addressed it. And 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 it's interesting that they did address it, like it's put in there that they're talking about the complications that arise. So their children are doing something that normally nurses would be doing. And like, here's what happens when people are passed out. You know, their body keeps going and your body excretes its waste and you got to deal with it, you know. So also the author is kind of a weirdo. Yeah, that's it's weird. Don't get me. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's weird, but it is an interesting choice. Because uh, as uh, Reg is like staring off into the distance, holding the soiled pants, uh, uh, Nanachi comes up and is like, you've been staring at those soiled pants for a while there, buddy. <laughs> Knowing smile. Went, no, 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 I was having a, hallucin- a hallucination, I swear. And he was. Because he went into a field with the eternal fortunes. Like uh, the vision of the grave at the Blaze Reap, and he he sees the Blaze Reap. And he's like, "Wait, the Blaze Reap? We just lost that when we fought the Orb Piercer. What's going on?" Well, it was a hallucination slash some kind of memory, and he comes to realize that he just experienced something from his past, as he heard a voice that sounded awful like like his voice, telling someone, "I'll be going now, Liza." Hmm. The mysteries. The what mysteries. What is going on? Yes. Uh, after cleaning the pants and other things, uh, Reg returns. And around this time, Mitty has glomped Rico. And this, I suppose, naturally freaks out Reg because he did not expect to come in and see this and is concerned of what is actually going on here. But and this it's is all why I had misunderstanding. My... This is where I had my dumb idea from, was because of this. <laughs> no, but Nanachi points out that they uh, might be sharing, like, a connection because both are little girls. Yeah. Are the same age. Maybe. Maybe. There, there is there is something going on there. Oh, yeah. It's not 
it's not really looked into quite yet, but there is something going on there. Uh, yeah. And uh, now Reg wants to know what Nanachi knows about the Abyss, which is some very useful information. And Nanachi explains that the Abyss, as they know it, is sort of a force field, and it only hurts you if you break through it from below. Like if you push through a blanket from below and you rip your head through it. And it carries light down from the abyss while obstructing observation of it. That's very interesting. And it also kind of works like a like a trap for a like like a man eating plant trap. <laughs> and it also gets weaker the further away you go from the vertical shaft. They sure do say shaft a lot in this show. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, he is a badass. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> other interesting thing, the flow of the force field is affected by your movements, your breath, and even your thoughts. And this is how the orb piercer can tell what you're going to do next. Because it can sense the change in the force field depending on what you're intending to do. So in order to give Reg a demonstration of this, Nanashi helps him fight Orbi and also take uh, also save a black whistle in the process. Uh, so with a earpiece that allows Nanachi to talk to Reg, the very clear instructions of you really have to commit to whatever you're doing and listen to everything I say. Don't <laughs> you have to follow my instructions or this is gonna go bad. So he faces off against the orb piercer. He's standing right in front of it, and Nanachi says, you have to look up. You have to think very hard about looking up and really commit to it. So he does that, and you can see the waves go upward, and you can see that the orb piercer is about to attack upward. And then Nanachi says, all right, now jump to your right, and he has his eyes closed at this point. And he manages to grab onto the muzzle of the orb piercer. You know, the, the, the orb part of the orb piercer. And at this point, he's got it. You know, it can't sense anything because he's obstructing the part that can sense things. So, Reg is able to wrap an arm around the orb piercer and fire his uh, big bang incinerator and manage to remove 80% of the quills doesn't actually kill Orby but it does remove 80% of its quills so he successfully defeated Orby, Orby runs away and the black whistle is just can't believe what he just saw <laughs> can you blame him nope uh, and Nanashi's like no 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 don't, don't talk to him but Reg decides that it would be a good idea to pass a message along to Jiro so he tells, because as you might recall, anything, any message from anyone that is below a black whistle is considered rumor at best. So telling a black whistle will make sure that a message gets to Jiro and it's simply, we're continuing on our journey. Which, you know, nice of them to check in. <laughs> I'm sure Jiro is more than a little concerned. I would imagine so. <clears throat> yes. And after seeing what Reg's incinerator can do, Nanachi has a bit of a request. 
as she has finally found something that can possibly end Mitty's life. So she asks Reg, can you kill Mitty for me? And this is where we get the flashback to Nanachi and Mitty meeting Bondrude. They are uh, a couple of orphans in a large group of orphans that are being collected for experiments on going from the fifth level into the sixth level. Uh, Nanachi is kind of standoffish, doesn't get along with really anybody, but manages to become friends with Mitty, an adorable little girl voiced by Monica Rial. And uh, it starts getting kind of mysterious because kids keep disappearing as time goes on. Hmm. Yeah, nothing, nothing bad happens at the orphanage. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing, nothing bad happens at Daddy Bondrude's orphanage. No, no, nothing bad at all. Uh, so he takes Mitty away, and Nanachi begs to go with her, but Bondrude says, "No, no, your time will come." But Nanachi decides to go after her, and at that point, she sees the device that is intended to descend into the sixth layer where the experiments will be taking place. And Bondrude says, oh, this is excellent timing. Now the two of you will go down together. And this apparatus is designed so that all of the curse will be pushed to one side, or at least most of the curse will be pushed to one side. However, if the person on that side dies, then both will be fully cursed. Oh! Mm. Here comes the full metal alchemist shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. The most horrible thing since Nina Tucker. Or, you know, actually, there was some really gross stuff in Hunter Hunter, now that I think about it. With the, uh, oh, with the ants. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, this is, this is the moment. This is the moment where Nanachi becomes a cute little plushie and Mitty becomes a blob thing. Ooh. <laughs> and you get to see it. Ooh. First, first, they are brought down to the sixth layer. And you see these other creatures pawing at the glass. And you're thinking, oh, this is horrible. But it gets worse. It gets so much worse. As they ascend, you witness the transformation. And it is the most unpleasant experience. After Ugh. seeing it once, I generally look away whenever it happens. It is... Oh... It was it was really really upsetting. Mm-hmm. The whole sequence the whole sequence was super upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's and very uh, uncomfortable to watch. And, you, and 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 there's more. Oh, there's oh, yeah. more. Oh, there's there's definitely more. As they continue to go further up and the Nazis becoming more adorable, you, you, you can just see as Mitty is trying to hang on for dear life because she knows if she dies, then the Nazis going to die too. 
this is a disturbing thing having to do with the abyss that if two people care very much about each other uh, results can be interesting <laughs> and Bondrude intends to experiment on as many orphans as necessary to figure out how it works yeah fuck that guy yeah yep. don't worry it gets better <laughs> but this is unfortunately the beginning of the suffering because Bondrude determines that Mitty is nigh indestructible and they do so by trying all manner of horrible tortures. <sighs> and we don't really know if Mitty can feel pain, but she certainly can scream. <laughs> Naturally, Nanati wants to get away with Mitty as soon as she can and eventually manages to escape with her. And they have been living on the run ever since. No doubt fearing that someday Bondrude or somebody else would find them and continue experimenting. Just... <laughs> that, that was the... the, the one of the the parts where I described it as emotional whiplash, mm. the straight up child abuse. Like you go from these, I mean, the children and the things that happen to them is one thing, but then like the, the child abuse, the experimentation, which uh, harkens to how the Nazis experimented on Jews. I, that, that is straight up what I thought of. And it was so disturbing and upsetting. And I know that that's supposed to be intentional but it, it's just, it was it was like, how did we get here? What the fuck? How did we get to that from from beautiful animation to this horrifying story? Like, why did, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And it, it, obviously, then it puts Mitty's story in perspective in a whole nother way. But as a viewer, like, I was, I was just sitting there with my hands around my face. Like, I, I can't handle this. This is terrible. Yeah. This is, I, my reaction was very similar. It's just... Oh, God. Exactly. Exactly. There just aren't... You just don't really have the words except for uh, harrowing, I yeah. think. Harrowing is a good word for it. I, yeah. I wasn't trying to make a point. I was just trying, and you're right. It's it, it, Trying to find the word for it is, is actually hard. It, it's just... I, did not expect that, and nothing you could have said would have prepared me for that. Short of literally telling me, oh, yeah, you're going to have child torture, I don't know that I could have ever prepared for this. No, no, I would not. I would have just skipped it. And quite frankly, we see animes where we see abuse a lot. And they're like, but, but like, this is, this was really methodical. It was disturbing. It It was was really disturbing. it, it, It held nothing back. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I can't get in. You can keep going, Sketch. <laughs> I can't anymore. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So now that the audience has full background on uh, the, the horrible things that Nanachi and Minnie have been through. God. Now we sit with Reg as he contemplates whether or not to kill Mitty. And he, you know, he really thinks about whether or not it's, right to kill Mitty if Mitty is actually suffering at this point? Is Mitty happy? 
he he has no idea. He he can't really communicate with Midi, and frankly, neither can Nanachi. Not not to this extent. So, yeah, man, that having to make that decision, it's it, it had to weigh heavily on him, and. You know, in a sense, the poor guy was born like a week ago. <laughs> you know, he only yeah. has about a week's worth of memories. So that's a that's a big ask. But ultimately, he decides it's it is the best for Mitty for him to end Mitty's existence. And with that, they they set up a nice. Uh, scene where Mitty is among all of her prized possessions and stuffed animals and for a moment the Nazis res- resolved to do it and then the next moment they run over and grab Mitty and say I'm sorry Mitty oh, I-, I can't do it oh. I can't do it Mitty oh, oh, that, was, that, that killed was me a, yep Brittany Karbowski Whoa! What an incredible performance! You really felt her pain and her mm-hmm. her struggle. That was amazing. And then after that, she turns to Reg and says, "Okay, do it." Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. And Reg, with much much emotion himself, fires the incinerator. Making sure to get every last piece of Mitty. And it's over. Mitty's gone. And we're left in this moment. And there is not a dry eye in the house at this point. Mm-mm. Okay? No way. It's, it is gut-wrenching. It is gut-wrenching. Uh... Yeah, and uh, around this time that Nanachi has made up their mind to join Rico and Reg as they continue further into the abyss. You see, I brought it back. <laughs> I brought it back, Kuro. Uh, <clears throat> so they prepare for the next leg of the journey. Uh, but when Rico finally wakes up, she says, hey, wasn't there somebody else living here? And... <laughs> Nachi and Rego are like, uh, yeah, yeah, there was. And Rico thinks back to this dream that she was having while she was unconscious of this enclosed space that keeps getting smaller and smaller. And she's like losing her sense of self, losing her shape and form. But there is someone else staring directly at her who is in even more sadness and suffering. And they connect on a psychic level. And Rico decides that she has to be strong to tell this other girl that it's going to be okay. And at some point, she smells smoke. And then the other presence is gone. Confirming to Nanachi that Midi's spirit has passed on. Not trying to make a joke, but this show goes deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think mm. that um, there, there's a lot to unpack in that moment. Certainly, 
the the um, vindication for whether or not Mitty was in pain, Rico could confirm more or less that she was and that her pain is ended for whatever that's worth. And I think that's worth something. Absolutely. Uh, I love, I mean, I, it hurt like heck, but I love that there was a momentary hesitation there because it really made it feel more human. Real. Yes, real. It didn't go, all right, we need to put her out of her misery. All right, we're doing the right thing. It's, it added a level of complexity and where I cared more about it than I did before that. I mean, I, it, it's not that I didn't care to begin with, but it's just like, oh, God. Yeah. And little, a level of real, too. That moment where Nanachi is sobbing to both her and uh, they, them and Reg are sobbing and Nanachi says, don't hold me. It, it, that really hit me hard in the feels like we've all been in that place where we're in so much pain and we're we're afraid to share that because because it's a level of rawness and vulnerability and and they they probably have some guilt too but then then not she gives in and then they hold each other and I thought that was really raw and real and there was a tweet too from Brittany talking about how when she she experienced that moment in theater how she was holding um the other voice actor's hand and and how how hard it was for them and they did that scene and just watching it and remembering that you know i i thought that that was quite striking it's quite striking mm. it's something that i think you guys are missing when it comes to that scene of why it hit uh people so hard as it does is the fact that it fulfills this wish fulfillment that many people have if they have to make that dis difficult decision because they got confirmation that it was the right thing to do. And no, how often yeah. how often is that the case where you have that confirmation? I sure as hell know you don't get that with a treasured pet. I'm sure you don't get that with someone who's been in a coma for as long as they have. Mm -hmm. And I know that the series really put on the theatrics of being like, no, this is what they wanted. We could tell. But we we never get that. And I think that's why people are very, very emotional when they see that type of decision and everything play out with it because they don't know at the time and they're making mm. that decision. And yet they were able to get that type of confirmation. Uh, it's something that I know I am going to be dreading when I have to make that decision. And I wish that I would be able to have that type of confirmation to know just to know. And mm -hmm. I know I won't. And I think that's why a lot of people are so uh, emotional when they see that, because they know they will not have the type of storytelling to be able to know it all as we'd get to do in Main and Abyss. I think that's really the, the fundamental type of emotional impact of why that scene, because everyone, I mean, we see death in all types of, you know, forms of media, right? We've seen levels of violence in all different types of media, uh, that grabs us. Uh, and I don't mean like in a good way or bad way, just, you know, that holds our attention. But there's something about where you involve death where it wasn't necessarily the choice of the person who was dying. They had no choice at all. And I think that's a level of fear and just dread that a lot of people have if they have to make that type of decision as well. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing because they were lucky enough to get that confirmation. You, everyone knows that that's that's almost impossible. So I, I think that plays a level into effect of, as to why it's just so heavy. 
okay, afterwards, agree. sure. In the moment, though, you don't know. You could you could guess. You know, you know she's suffering because she cries. But it isn't until about five or so minutes later when Rico shares that. Then you have that mm-hmm. vindication. You know, which we referenced earlier. Like right, and she's able to confirm. This this creature was suffering. Happens. This creature that's, was suffering, and the creature you, is no longer suffering. You never get that confirmation, though. Like, yeah, you know, that's, no, that's no, the and, reason why but, I say. But in anime, anime is the benefit of fiction in yes. general is that you can you can put that in there, and it is it's nice to see them explore that in general. Like, it's you're not just left wondering the way any normal person would. At least in it, in an actual in fiction, you can. You can show you have you have the creativity, you have the leeway to be able to show as a consequence. In this case, it was a positive one, as as as, to, as we would interpret it. Obviously, euthanasia is very controversial, and it's not appropriate for anybody to make. I think, like in statements of, without knowing anyone's personal circumstances, but certainly we can acknowledge, you know, how painful it can be to be put in that position, regardless, and how and how it is relatable and the pain part but also it's just even without having experienced that for anybody you know i think the acting was really high quality because they were able to convey a level of pain between the two characters that really resonated regardless of whatever you may have experienced you feel their pain and that's really striking Mm-hmm. It's it's the wish fulfillment of being able to get that confirmation that gives a nice little bow, uh, and that emotional roller coaster of just not making it always just depressed, 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 depressed. There is a light at that end of the tunnel that, in real life, you don't get. And so the fact that you were able to get that in this story, I think, is really, really good. I I think it as as much of the scale has been tipped to very sad and depressing to at least like, you know, those warm fuzzies. It's nice to get a little bit of the warm fuzzies in there too. Cause if it was just all depressing, I, I don't think people would want to stick with it. No, no, they, yeah. they do a good job of having, of having cha- a change in tone at the end, which I mm-hmm. don't want to give away yet. It, it's like, I, you know, starting anew, you know, well, it's, it's a silver being lining if nothing else. Yeah. I yeah, think totally. the argument can be made that it, as you said, it's wish fulfillment. And the argument could be made that the the author decided to go in this direction to sprinkle in that amount of hope. But it could also be said that maybe it should have been left ambiguous. Hmm. I, I maybe maybe the author wanted to kind of lead the conversation more so than necessarily leave it to our interpretations because I think a lot of fans tend to go more negative. And I don't mean True. that actually in a bad way. I just mean in the sense where I think because of how popular Made in Abyss was when it first came out, with how much the story resonated with people, I think if they ended on a much more sour note without that type of confirmation, I, I do think that things would have been a lot worse. And I don't mean that like in the overall quality. I just mean in the fact that I think a lot of... I think if like they didn't necessarily have that moment where Rico kind of reassured uh, Nanachi and Reg. I'm kind of like, oh, why did I pick to watch? Like, did I do I did I do something wrong? Why am I? And picking she doesn't this know. She doesn't yeah. know any of what happened. She doesn't know Mitty's backstory or Nanachi's backstory, and she doesn't know any of that stuff. She's just telling her own experience. So mm-hmm. that that makes it pretty poignant. 
very and I, I i couldn't agree more with that actually but it's it's one of those things where i think or i'm glad that the author uh gave us that type of confirmation because i'll be honest we all want it so the fact that we saw it like that gives us that type of like kind of complete feel of why you feel that these characters are as emotionally investing and like real and the stuff that you know you guys have mentioned earlier yeah i i love that aspect part i think it was much much needed yeah yeah and here comes the mood whiplash <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty no much kidding. the series yeah this last one hour episode and it's like 45 minutes uh it has everything it has the 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 very sad sad the gruesome human mutilation and also some of the other gross stuff that people know made in abyss for <laughs> yeah they have some fun times in the pool more dick jokes yay they were kind I actually funny. forgot about that honestly <laughs> More of awkward moments between Reg and Rico because Rico doesn't recognize Reg as a boy or even perhaps a person. <laughs> Last chance to make a penis joke in the series. They needed to take it, you know? <laughs> Don't forget there's season two. There will be more. There oh. will be more, probably. Think, things involving penises happen in the movie. I will leave it at that. Oh, oh dear. Boy. She, it's nothing like this lacking in shame and it's really funny and and honestly it, it was kind of a needed moment after all she's, that shit she's she's a pure pure child yeah she she is a little dumb and a little smart she's a little of everything meanwhile the nazis watching like <laughs> also uh there there were many moments when the nazi did not want rank touching them I mean, fair, but Reg just wants to get some of that fluff. Right? Don't we all? Men only want one thing, and it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's gotcha rolls. Uh, and, uh, but Nanachi does seem a little more willing to let Rico get some fluff. Yeah, what does that say? What does that say? I won't, I won't Rico, that. Rico gets the fluff. What does the Rico? fox say? Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. I don't need that song stuck in my head. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah. So after recouping a bit in the pool, uh, it's time to start some real recovery, real rehabilitation. And uh, Rico has a wiggle your big toe moment, only it's her th thumb. <laughs> uh, after having... The mushrooms removed. <laughs> Oof. So, so this is like hor hor horrible mutilation of humans. Then sad, sad, sad. Then ha ha ha. It's funny dick jokes. And then oh, Rico's in so much pain she soiled herself again. Hooray! This episode has it all. And yeah, <laughs> mood whiplash. Thy name is made in the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they get those uh, pesky mushrooms off, and it's very painful, and it leaves quite a scar. But Rico's like, this scar is proof 
that you tried to save me. Aw. You're her hero, but you're not a, a boy or perhaps a person. <laughs> it's tough being Reg. It's it's tough. It's hard, you might say. Uh... I know. Reg will always give me a hand. Pretty good, actually. I like that. Uh, they, they had the voice. <laughs> I was a late reaction, but I was they, like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." <laughs> to, to promote the the third movie, which covers the next part of the manga, uh, they had the voice of Bondru read dad jokes. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I need now to I see need that. To hear that. Yes, that 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 yeah. that would be such hilarity. I have to hear it. Hmm. So we get to see the preparation for them to continue out on their journey. That's a and, great sequence, by the way. Yeah, it's a, it's a good montage. Mm-hmm. And, and Rico and Rag send a message up to the surface, which is briefly intercepted by Maruk, before making its way up to Nat and Shiggy. What are the odds that Nat and Shiggy would be the ones to find that? Called plot armor and anime I, logic. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So the three of them leave Nanachi's house behind and descend further into the abyss together. Meanwhile, down in the fifth lair, Bondrud notices a bulb go out in his chamber and congratulates Nanachi for successfully ending Midi's existence, saying he wishes to extend his gratitude and hopes to see Nanachi again soon. Oh, dear. I mean, if we see him again to kill him, that that would be acceptable. Oh, I'm 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 sure we're not done with him. Nah, Bondrude's pretty difficult to deal with in a number of ways. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he has look. He's he's a scientist, very much like Shao Tucker. <laughs> it's like. If Shao Tucker had a whole heap of Ninas on hand to do experiments with, uh, he he has this disturbing but admittedly interesting relationship with the kids that he takes care of. It, that is that is a cult. It, it's all stemmed from that stupid abyssal religion. And he comes in like some kind of savior figure and uses that to manipulate them so he can do his experiments, which he may or may not believe in the pure science aspect. It's hard to say because he he touts all that spiritual nonsense as well, which is it's like a double twisted. You know, you have this you have the narcissism of a religious figure as well as, you know, the 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 callousness of a scientific endeavor all wrapped up into one. He is super unlikable. And, and I guess they needed a villain aside from the, um, amorphous abyss being a villain. And so they created him and he's one hell of a fucking villain, man. He is, is terrible. You know, you, you love to hate him. Actually, I'm not even sure that I could have, I gotta watch. He's the not show kind. Like Ozen. Huh? <laughs> he's not kind like Ozen. Jesus. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. 
I don't even want to meet the other white whistles. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it, it's really strange to me that there doesn't seem to be any recognition or accountability for his actions. Like, I, I kind of wonder what's what is Bondrude standing in the community that he's able to get away with this level of experimentation, or if he's keeping it secret. How is he able to do that? Like, there's another mm. question I have. It's because he's a white whistle. They're highly regarded as, like, national treasures, in a sense. Uh, think of, like, mega celebrities. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the biggest celebrity, although I, I don't really care about celebrities, so I can't really think of any. But that's, like, what they are. They they walk on water for their people of the village. And so whatever it takes to learn more about the abyss, to be able to get more information and quote-unquote sell it to you know thrive a bit more i think that the entire area goes the other way because while while you know what you know he's doing wasn't what was happening at the orphanages at rico and regret there are an orphanage that was forcing these kids to go in the abyss mm-hmm. like does that actually mean that they're any better no they're they're, they're just different levels of how they go about it's just different ways of killing kids exactly so it's one of those types of things where what he's doing is very very perverted you know very sick and twisted and while that may not be going on at you know the other orphanage we were just talking about how awful liza is as a mother she's a white whistle we didn't like ozen when she first showed up white whistle like you're noticing a trend here, <laughs> like yeah, the people who who make it to the level to be a white whistle are, are not all are not all there, you know. And whether they lose their empathy, whether they lose their humanity, whether they lose I don't know their breakfast in that morning. I don't know. They, they're just <laughs> they're not all there, and because that they're the elite, they're allowed to get away with it. Kind of a nice little way to discuss you know socioeconomic differences, classism. Mm-hmm. It does seem like culturally that the, these people value the abyss and the treasures they can get from it more than mm-hmm. individuals. Oh, Maybe an abyss touches on a lot of like big topics that I don't think a lot of people realize. And it's why I find yeah. it so fascinating, despite the fact that it has a lot of things that I really found uncomfortable. So the fact that it talks about it and it doesn't glorify it, right? It doesn't... Yeah. Uh, doesn't like stroke itself of it, oh look at us we're so smart we're adding as you mentioned you know some nazi symbolism or you know child abuse or all these types of things it's like no we're going to get dark we're going to get real and you're going to see how just a simple anime show can have such powerful commentary about very divisive topics yeah and you know what i really liked though about it is despite making such a a dark descent into different aspects of human nature. The whole last sequence was essentially an, an ascent, which is, is juxtaposed against the fact that they're going to keep going deeper. But you see, you see the imagery of the, um, the balloon going up. And as it's going up, you see images of healing and, and, and that it starts right off from the scene with the pool, which is meant to be after the trauma of everything else. You have an image of healing. The fish eating the dead skin, the mushrooms coming off for, for the arm, um, the, and then the, the, um, the message rising as they're preparing to go deeper. It's a really interesting way to show like the ascension so, so this is the uplifting part as they're going deeper. And I liked that 
juxtaposition of imagery a lot. I didn't notice it the first time because I was just so busy, like, all right, what's happening? Like, try focusing on the the the, the actual plot stuff. But then when I the second time I watched it because I rewatched it to, before we recorded this episode, I, I noticed it right away and I thought, oh, that's very clever and also very mood lifting. So you you balance out your your traumatic experience with with some uplifting literally imagery and i i thought that was that was pretty cool and they do a good job of that you can dissect literally every moment of that series of meaning something more than it actually meets the eye i love it Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's exactly the type of content that i want to see that i wish more people would talk about uh more so than just us yes did, did anyone else mention you know the type of topics that we're talking about right now i didn't see it i wish that they did Maybe because of how late it was and they weren't able to rewatch it. I We're understand. very thoughtful and you can only right. get so much in a tweet. <laughs> well, that's also true too. But man, do I just absolutely enjoy that type of um, dissection that you can have on a series because I don't think it's a stretch. Like I understand there's sometimes where you can stretch the type of uh, subjects or topics that come up, but here it's no stretch by the imagination whatsoever. And that's what I absolutely love. It feel it felt super intentional when you yeah. think it feels like that that this series is set out to have these all these different things as a part of it and to create it, it was all part of whatever their messaging or creation was was set out. You you get a sense of everything. You can see that. I, I think I think all of that was intentional. I don't think that's just me like you know, coming up with that out of my ass. <laughs> no, I think it's very much accurate because you literally have, you know, the balloons uplifting as the tone is lightening. And then we, we also have the reverse happening when we kind of pin back down, remember the tension's coming back. It's yeah. definitely a deliberate symbol of what's what they're trying to get across. The fish are living off of Rico's dead skin. Like that is what cued me in. Like, see how new life can come from something dead. And we just experienced something super sad and we needed to see rejuvenation. We needed to have healing. And there it is. It was, it was well done. Um, Yeah, this was, this was a good series as, awful as some of the experiences were in terms of like this, this last episode, especially, I think it is a really well done series. It's well written. Um, I found it kind of confusing because you, it's not just that you don't get, you don't get that sense right off the bat, but you don't know that it's going to go there at all from the earlier episodes. And that was a frustration for me. But they kind of wrap it up and it's like you kind of have to forgive the creator for that because it's like, well, well, OK, so but, but this all makes sense for what I was setting out to do. It, it, it was definitely one of the stranger things I've experienced when watching a series. And that's why I use the term emotional whiplash. But it's it's super intentional. And, you know, I can only imagine that I, there's obviously so many questions that are unanswered and they're going to address them. Hopefully. In, in the next series, we'll get to see on Toonami because I, I feel like it was it was really interesting to be a part of the fresh viewing experience on Toonami. And I'm hoping to do that again because then we can have these kinds of talks. <laughs> Would you hear that sketch? Carl likes talking with us. 
Hey. Hey. Nice. It's my mouth noise. Oh my god. <laughs> That'll never so, get old. It'll never get old. <laughs> how about I read some talkbacks? Yeah. Yeah. Talkbacks. Okay. So. Uh, 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 let's start with uh, this one from Raw Turtle, aka at th3 underscore goon. I think it's with zeros instead of O's. Uh, the setting, score, characters, and art are all on point for the first yeah. three episodes. Season one becomes kind of a slog in the middle, and Bondrude is introduced as a villain, but his arc isn't concluded until the third movie. Currently working on getting my physical volume signed by the voice cast. Uh, I'm sounds like we have a fan. The, the audio stuff, I have to say the, the audio visual aspect of this was really good. Like the music, music really set the mood and um, the beauty of the animation we, we haven't really talked about. So I'm glad I'm glad the, the, the tweeter brought it up. Everything about this production is gorgeous. Amen. The art, the design, the animation. Well, the animation's not ultra amazing, but it's definitely very good. I love and, uh, the character designs. I love the style of the characters. Mm-hmm. And the music, though, the music is good. It's not like what you typically, I think, what, what I would expect in, in a show like this in, in, in an anime. But it worked so well. It, it, it was it was great. Really good mm-hmm. music. So, you know, kudos to the, what was the name of the? Anime? Raw Turtle. Raw Turtle, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure about it being like a slog at the end. Definitely in the middle it got a little slow. Yeah, that's what they said in the middle. It was kind of a slog. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree about the audio visual. I had actually forgotten how long it was until they got to the Seeker camp. I was like, oh, it's actually several episodes, and then you spend like three episodes at the Seeker camp, and then and then the show really begins. <laughs> and that's, that's Made in Abyss from like episode 10 to 13, which is at least a double-length episode, but that's really more like Four episodes of really impactful stuff. And boy, there was a lot to talk about from just those four episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, next talk back. At Unguided1700. Effing loved it. The scoring was amazing story and characters were great mm-hmm. i loved how full of hope despair and beauty the world was and the ending was brilliant this That's is the type of anime up. that you recommend to others and hope to see season two on tsunami in the future or even a run of the movie well said that's a good talk back do more talk backs <laughs> And Dark Robot wrote in, really enjoyed it from a unique storytelling point of view. The characters are very likable, which makes you cheer for them. Looking forward to season two. Which, by the way, season two is broadcasting in Japan this summer. It will most definitely get simulcast, probably on High Dive. Oh, gosh, I hope that Crunchyroll doesn't snipe that from them. That would be some bull. (laughs) 
Doesn't could, Sentai yeah, didn't Sentai do the first series though? They did. Yeah, they did the they did the the series and they got all three of the movies. Yeah. But now their competition's even bigger. Granted, High Dive does have some AMC money now, so good old AMC money. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes. And Tim Lockwood wrote in a great way to show how looks can be deceiving. Hopes that season two airs on Tsunami in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a uh, regular commentator at Murillo's 14, Luis Murillo, wrote in, One moment, this show's serious, then it's a party the next. No matter what, Maiden in Abyss does what it does because no one else will. Fetishes and all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this might be my favorite one is a quote tweet that is simply uh wait, they put MIA on Toonami? Was it unedited? That from at Yamstarch. Jesus. Uh the answer is yes. I don't I don't think there's any visual edits. Oh, maybe they shortened the the montage at the very start of the show where Rico is being strung up. I think they might have shortened that. Other, otherwise, I don't think there were any other edits. How old is Mitty, by the way? Because Mitty has a woman's body. Um, that did not escape me or people on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I mid, think she's mid. the same age as Rico uh, when that first happened. So I do, uh, depending on the time of when. So like Rico, ten or ten or eleven. Twelve, I think maybe? thirteen. I thought thirteen. Jeez. Uh, but yeah. I I have no confirmation on Mitty's age. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was not the only one that noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a like oh that's so cute and attractive like in a this is a little disturbing that <laughs> that this is this is a this is a woman's body on a child mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a child <laughs> and Kuro it's your favorite commenter Tsunami fan 213 was quite a bit slower than I was expecting but not bad a rare splash of diversity to the Tsunami schedule good and then he goes on to say, shame we'll never get that movie or season two. Oh. I think Wait, that's... Schrodinger's yeah. TV deal, Toonami fan. Schrodinger's TV deal. Yeah, we don't know that yet. It's we're, it's, it's not Crunchimation, so it's it, it could go either way. It's really good to see all these people, though, point out that they want to see season two because oh, yeah. it's something now that, that we saw Jason see about Shenmue the animation where he was like, if you want more, you gotta say it. And all these people saying they want more may be helpful. I, I don't know, but it's just it's just good to see. Everybody's in agreement that they want more, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And uh, I do... I, I have a bit of hope that we're going to get season two sometime this year. It probably won't be like in the summer, maybe later in the fall. Not not entirely sure on the timetable, but I'm fairly sure that 
if High Dive streams it, they will do a pretty fast dub, and then it could potentially air on Toonami. Well, I mean, High Dive's been doing the Lupin Part 6 dub a day after Toonami. I could see the same thing happening with Made in Abyss. Sure. It could happen. It'd be great if it did. That would uh, that would really be showing uh, Sentai is way into Nami's corner, and I'd I'd like to see it. <laughs> As would I. But we will see. Uh, I I can. I only feel like it will probably air. It may not be soon. But I mean, <laughs> it's still going to be a faster turnaround than the days of old. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, yeah. at this stage, we have enough things coming, I think, I got the impression of, that I can wait if I need to, or I, 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 I'm willing to be patient. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. as, long as, as long as it comes, as long as it's forthcoming, and we delve deeper into all of the mysteries in the abyss, <laughs> that was unintentional. Mm-hmm. That was unintentional. Uh, <laughs> it's the thing. I think they definitely have to play the movie if they're going to continue it. Yeah, it it definitely seems like the se- um the, the movie's part of the story. It's not skippable. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not like Demon Slayer where, oh, hey, we just read it all the episodes. Although maybe they'll do that. That'd be they, a great marathon day. Just do a Made in Abyss movie marathon. Well, there's actually two recap movies, and then the third one is additional material so yeah if they could play all three that would be something that would be interesting i just want them to play the third one it's it's necessary for the story because i don't think it's gonna be retold in the second season like they're doing with demon slayer so yeah kind of essential watching i and don't don't just throw it on like on a holiday weekend just just play it on Sometime when a show ends, just play it. We have <laughs> to have other shows right now. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would do that before what they did, but mm, <laughs> they got time. I do find it interesting that Toonami is now now played this show this year as the second season was finally approaching because it took a while. For that second season to get announced, perhaps some intention went into that. We can always hope. It doesn't always work out that way, but it would be nice if it did. This is this, nice. is this is also a series I think that is a little bit difficult to rewatch. I I would have. Mm. I mean, I just rewatched the last episode for this recording. As I said earlier, it was it was tough. It was an unpleasant experience, and um, despite the optimistic ending, uh, I I I can see sometimes. I I don't know how you guys have seen this multiple times. Sketch, CJ. I I really struggled to watch it a second and a half time. I told you, I looked away when it got uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen, we're we're both say the same masochists. I guess I don't know. I watch bad anime, so like this was nothing. After the initial thing, it's like, okay, it sucks, but like I can I can handle it. Like I can handle this much better than some of the crap shows I've watched in my life. So it <laughs> it's it's one of those types of things where 
I, I can do it. It's not easy. I don't recommend it. I, I'm not necessarily going to um, do it right now. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get off of this call right now and be like, oh, boy, time for Made in Abyss for oh 3 in the morning. boy! <laughs> you know, but uh, it's definitely one of those things where um, I'm more just, it's it's about the storytelling for me. You know, yeah. it's about the themes for me. It's about the music, the, yeah. the uh, animation, and the just all of it. So it, it's yeah. that's how I look at it. So that's how I could do it, but I'm not necessarily rushing to do it. And if you had to have me watch like you know a really crappy show or this like a lot, I would I would easily pick this a lot. So, yeah, so, I could totally the, see myself seeing the, it again. Some of the best films I've only seen once because they are excellent but hard to watch again. You know, there's there's a lot of films out there. I am not intending to rewatch Grave of the Fireflies anytime soon. No, nope, me neither. Nope, nope. I can I can for sure say I experienced it. And I'm not going to experience that, it. That movie didn't just make me sad. It made me, like, feel like I wanted to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was, whoa. Yeah. Uh, sh- <laughs> shout out to a friend of the show, Adam Gibbs, who's yeah. in the Sentai dub of it. <laughs> yeah. That was a perfect example. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's bad. Like, you can have good no, things that you just don't want to see again. It's arguably a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think. I, are you talking about Made in Abyss or Grave of the Fireflies? Both. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that. And, and, um, yeah, it was a good fit for Toonami. I think, uh, it challenged us, but it had all the markings of good quality animation, too. So mm-hmm. it's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And it's got really incredible voice acting. Brittany Lotto, holy crap. She's, she's, wow. She's super talented. Yeah. Brittany Lotto, Brittany Karbowski, and Lucy Christian. Yeah, all of the above. And, and Monica Rial doing very convincing noises. Oof. Yeah. yeah. We always knew Monica Rial is a treasure. Oh, absolutely. And of course, Kristen Otten as the oh so delightful Ozen. <laughs> yeah. Mmm. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oof. I'm gonna go get some drinks, <laughs> like a bunch, just for me. You have to get your own. <laughs> <sighs> Not entirely sure if we're definitely gonna do it, but Laser and I are kicking around the idea of watching the the third movie right uh, after we finish here I'm, I'm still down for it well, that's a maybe but that means we gotta be wrapping up here it's been quite the conversation but if you want to add to it you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com and we will do our best to get around to reading that if it's you know something worth reading <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and Amazon. 
You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can subscribe to the Toonami Faithful Pass on patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. And another great way that you can help us out is going to ToonamiFaithful.com and clicking on the Right Stuff link. If you do that and you buy something on Right Stuff, we get a little something something. But forget about Right Stuff because Sentai is having a crazy good sale right now. It should still be going on by the time this podcast comes out, in which you can get the Made in Abyss movie collection for $30 or Made in Abyss the series for $19 pretty good those are very good prices very good pricing yes for sentai especially (laughs) well sentai sales are always pretty fantastic yep Mm -hmm. i mean sometimes they're like 95 percent off okay okay then then. (laughs) i guess i'm buying this (laughs) so it's a good time to buy so yeah Good, good stuff there. I, I wanted to highlight that because I just picked up the movie collection because that's definitely probably the best price they're ever going to be. <laughs> Normally, it's like $60 for those three movies. And uh, I compare it on Right Stuff. It's like $50 right now for that or the TV series. So, yeah, pay much less. Also, uh, Sentai has a lower necessary amount for free shipping. They're like 50 bucks. Nice. Very nice. I miss show, when, uh, show had... Sentai Filmworks some love. I miss the, the $50 free shipping mark on right stuff. I miss that. Yeah, but I understand. I do. It's, it's an expensive business. You can blame Amazon for that. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Anyway. <laughs> ah, I could blame Amazon all day. Yeah, anyway. So could I. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon... No, I think uh, let's just not <laughs> uh, another reason why it's absolutely wonderful that Toonami was able to air Made in Abyss because the first time it was available in the U.S. it was locked up on you guessed it's anime strike oh on Amazon gosh. Prime. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. So that's where I initially watched it. Begrudging. Same. Same, yeah. Yeah, it was you, not begrudgingly for me. I, yeah, I was gonna say you seem to be like fine with the whole concept of the the Amaz- the strike right, anime strike on Amazon. I put well, it I, this. Way. I never if, liked it. If, I never did. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I wanted it, I would go get it. So I'm just like, whatever. I'm not. No, that's I, a good attitude to have. That's, that's the thing. Like, if have. it was important enough for me to want it, I would go get it. It was, and I did it, and I'm very happy because there's quite a few shows that were on Anime Strike that I probably never would have heard of, like uh, Grimoire of Zero, Made in Abyss, Recreators. Like These are good series. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Like yep. there, there are quite a few that I really, really liked. So, hey, how wild fine. is it? We finally got sort of a sequel to Grimoire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Finally. So it's, it's I one saw of those that in Spanish, things. by the way. I've only seen it's it in It's one of Spanish. those things where, while, well, yes, the... Um, the service, the fact that it was like another add-on with Prime and whatnot, really wasn't good. It was, or you know, isn't something I'm necessarily gonna fight for. It's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, look, it, if I hated it that much, I wouldn't have bought the service. So it was not begrudgingly. I was like, yep, nope, I'll take it. Give me more. 
I, on the other hand, begrudge them quite a bit. Yeah, I've I mean, said they that. stopped doing it pre- like within a year. And what was, does that as, say? As did not last have. long. <laughs> that was the right decision, them, them ending that. So, Admittedly, once they did that, they kind of... Still, they still licensed anime, but they definitely didn't give it as much uh, coverage. So, yeah. there was there was that one benefit to the whole anime strike thing. Well, in any case, no more mouth noise for Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but Amazon is still the only place you can watch free creators, and there's still no dub. Uh, v- Vox Machina, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. V- Vox Machina and, and that in- Invincible are very fun. <laughs> yeah, just go see it if you haven't yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprisingly, Amazon is like kind of a shining beacon for mature audience animation right now because Netflix just canceled a bunch of stuff and Disney barely taps that market and even... Warner barely taps that market despite having HBO Max. So, yeah, good on you for that for Amazon. I still wish you didn't own everything, and what you did to Comixology is disgusting. Don't get me started. So I moved to Bookwalker. Bookwalker! Many a coin. I am a Bookwalker stan. When it comes to light novels, I need to start buying manga over there. Kuro. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyCurlKitty. And I, I write occasionally for the website. And I just want to add this. Um, the writers for these articles put a lot of work. And uh, there's editing. And it's a whole process. And so we love, we love, love, love when people make comments. But please, for out of respect for the people who, who put all the time and energy unpaid into doing this, read the articles before you comment, please. I think this is something in any venue which is appropriate, you know, because otherwise, if you comment and you haven't read it and you're commenting on something that isn't relevant, it can be, it can sometimes be insulting to the person who who wrote the article. So we love the comments. Please continue to, to read and comment, but please, please, please read these articles. Thank you. That's it. That's my PSA. <laughs> Very nice. And Laser, tell them where they can find you. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Of course, you can find my uh, Toonami Focus articles on Toonami Faithful. And you can find me on many of V-Lord podcasts, such as the uh, Demon Slayer podcast and the Dumb Weebs podcast. Mm-hmm. And CJ, tell them where they can find you. Well, now that I'm back from the dead, now that I'm back, dunking on fear-mongering accounts on Toonami on Twitter like I do all day, every day. Mm. I ain't, I ain't going to stop, especially when people make an ass of themselves. I love it. But you can find those types of discussions I have on Twitter at CJ Mappers. Feel free to unfollow if you don't like, because I'll tell you, I ain't going to lose sleep over it. I feel really, really good. So please realize everything is not necessarily perfect, but things are going to be fine. And even if they're not, at least you don't work at Adult Swim where things would go really badly on that 
<laughs> that's the silver lining I always have from it. Like, I have that fear just at my regular job. I can't imagine being a national network. Oh, God, I'd be fearing for everything. So I can't imagine working in entertainment in general. <laughs> That'd be so stressful. So, oh, so all I could say is relax. And honestly, if you don't like my opinions on it, there's an easy way to do it. You can hit that block button. I am. I take no, like, there is nothing personal with that. Gotta gotta love your positivity, CJ. Hey, a block button's free. I don't mind it. (laughs) So that's where you can find me. And I'm I'm getting back to full speed where I'm just angry. (laughs) That's uh, my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Yeah, it pretty much is. But I know how to laugh at myself about it. So that's always the plus, right? Right. <laughs> I, he, he's full of it. CJ sounds so negative right now, but his his tweets are actually al- almost always on the positive side. So don't listen to what he's. She saying. doesn't follow me. She's muted me. I, I don't. I, I do follow you. I like like a ninety percent of your stuff. I, I know. I, I I wanted to. Tease You're up. so nice and supportive and uplifting, and you just underestimate your. You, you overestimate your negativity is what I should I, say. I'm that to the right people. I'll put it that way. <laughs> like Sketch. I'm that to Sketch. I told Sketch that I'm going to hijack an episode and we're just going to say all kinds of nice things about him. He, he kind of just said, okay. <laughs> he just is accepting this at one point. Sketch is super and, worthy of all the nice things. Absolutely. And that I means... will accept my punishment. And where can they find you? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at sketch1984. My DMs are open if you want to message me. Wait a minute. What about your curious cat? Oh, geez. Kuro asked about that the other time, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you need to do that again for my entertainment. (laughs) Sketch, run. Run while you still can. <laughs> I remember the one time I actually asked a question on that and pretended I wasn't me. I was like, "This is totally not CJ, by the way." I've done, I've done that too. <laughs> and I knew it was you. How did he know, Carl? He knew. <laughs> I've asked, I've asked stuff on both your curious. I can sense, I can sense the movements in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's okay. locked into your synergy. <laughs> so, so I might have mentioned a gotcha game. I, I mean, lots of people play them. Yeah, you're the only one we know that talks about them regularly. Out of all of us. So you could say I gotcha. Damn. I getcha. He foiled me again. <laughs> one way or another. Uh, yes, bring back my bring back some more Kura Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I would put one up, but no one will ask me questions. So I just it would just be sad. It would just be there, and I'd have nothing to answer. <laughs> mm. You guys would have to like secretly pretend to ask questions, so it wasn't that sad. <laughs> yes, I will ask you questions with the username not sketch nineteen eighty four. And I Actually, would love I think you for that. I think that's how sketch found me out because I put definitely not CJ as the name. See, Damn that's it. what real friendship is. Okay? Oh, how did he know? He knew. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not CJ Maverick spelled S-E-A-J-A-Y. No, I left my other spelling at home. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Tanami Faithful Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation as we talked about really unpleasant things. <laughs> uh, Share this episode with someone you don't like. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if anything, uh, you get a recap that you didn't know you needed, but you did. In case you forgot what happened, we're here to remind you. That's, that's right. I just dropped my phone. Uh, <laughs> yes. So thank you for listening to the podcast. When you do, please share it with your friends. And yeah, let them know that Toonami's still on the air. There's still airing cool shows, and they got really cool stuff coming in the future, like Ninja Kamui and uh, Housing Complex C and Uzumaki and more Fooly Cooly. Can you believe it? They're doing it again and then again. It's the gift that keeps giving. Does seem to be that way, yes. I did not see that one coming, too. No, I did not. Nope, nope. (laughs) It's like, well... That happened. Hey, I'll take it. It could be worse. It could have been handshakers, right? God, oh! anything. Oh! That's 100% would be worse. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. Tsunami <laughs> has a very exciting announcement. The show replacing Assassination Classroom. Handshakers. Would you like or us Dragon to Art give Academy. you a hand? Oh, yeah. 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 Or, I need to... Or, I will review Academy, this. Which I made it into one, two episodes before I, I quit because it was not what it said in the description. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will. Got to be careful this. about those anime with those misleading descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, thank you for listening. And until next time, we're punching out. Peace.